throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. beautiful soul family and welcome to weekly wisdom and insights your home for spiritually guided transformation and empowerment i am your host dear james and together with the unseen spirit source and symphony we look at the current energies receive the intuitive wisdom and guidance and we elevate we go as guided powerful powerful message powerful energies this week truly chock full. I mean, I'm just going to show you the notes chock full uh, for this episode. So we're going to jump into it um, right away because there is so much to get to. And um, bear with me. We're going to, you're going to see, we're going to advance forward and then we're going to come. So we're going to project forward and then we're going to come back uh, to the present moment, these president, president, these present eclipse energies and how it's really setting everything up for us for the future for the present moment and for the future so and they're having me be the unseen is having me be very methodical this week in this episode so please bear with me with how they want the message to be uh, delivered and welcome everyone welcome Brigitte welcome Lorna welcome Alicia as you know, as you're joining us, put in the comments, say hello, uh, and then incorporate your comments and questions. We'll do that into the broadcast. So first thing the unseen said, welcome, Jennifer. The first thing they said is, I kept hearing the, the lyrics, nice and easy, nice and easy. And it's from Proud Mary, Tina Turner, um, her Proud Mary. And let me just, I'm going to be putting on my specs a lot in this episode. Now, John Fogarty wrote from Credence Clearwater Revival. They wrote and and recorded the original. And the point here, what the unseen was saying to us is, we're going to go slow and easy with all of this information. And I realized this morning when I was looking it up, that there was a second meaning. And what the unseen is saying to us about these changes we're going to go slow and easy until until it's not. And if anyone knows the, the Tina Turner version of Proud Mary, it begins very slowly. It's a very beautiful, rhythmic, she's speaking. And then, as she says, we finish rough, meaning it's very um, loud and proud and electrifying and so forth. That's what the unseen is also saying. So. John Fogarty said, I wrote the song about a mythical riverboat cruising on a mythical river in a mythical time. Perhaps the setting was, quote, back in time on the Mississippi River. It was obviously a metaphor about leaving painful, stressful things behind for a more tranquil and meaningful life. That epitomizes what the unseen, you all have been with with us on this journey, myself, the Lady Jacqueline, almost two years now. And that's what they're talking about, this leaving behind a painful, stressful life 
for a more tranquil, meaningful life. That's a, that is the message. And so we're going to go slow and easy. They're, they're going slow and easy with us, but until we speed it all up. So that's the first message. I'm going to bring in the overall theme. Let me just bring that up really quickly. Divine patience and grace, a higher calling at hand. And so this is the other aspect. So with this, about leaving, you know, the painful, stressful aspects, that life behind for something much more liberating and and good, there's also this other message, very powerful message, that divine patience and grace, because a higher calling is at hand. And this is what they keep saying to us. They keep, the unseen keeps saying to us and and readying us and advising us and guiding us and directing us to let go of the past, let go of the dense or more dense energies because there's a higher octave. As above, so below. There's a higher calling, a higher octave, a higher opportunity. And the age of Aquarius is about it's the golden era. It's the age of Aquarius. It's this whole aspect of, of returning to a higher octave. And that's the, the main message. And it's certainly prevalent with these um, eclipse energies and everything and going forward. And so with that, um, there are two aspects. So they, the first thing they said to me is, and this was like the unseen. It was like the great father. The way this was received, it was like the great father speaking. And it was like, and here he is, and he's saying to me, allow me to tell you a story, paint you a picture, sing you a song. So we're going to break today's episode into three very distinct um, experiences. There's a lot of astrology, but don't get lost. We don't need to understand. You don't need to be an astrologer. You don't need to understand astrology. It's the messaging that goes with it all. So here's the great father saying, looking down, saying, allow me to tell you a story. So let's jump into tell you a story. And the first thing is, again, we're going to jump forward in time. And this is from uh, astrology.com. It's by Narayana Montefar. Hope I didn't. uh, And it's about 2024 astrology predictions. And she says, a completely new era is afoot. In more ways than one, 2024 functions as a gigantic portal to a brand new epic. Epic meaning period of time. As the three outer planets work in tandem to assist us in creating a new reality. In the second part of the year, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. So she's talking about 2024. So in the second part of the year, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto will work together to elevate mass consciousness, anchoring the age of Aquarius. So there's an elevating of mass consciousness, a higher octave, a higher calling. Technology and spirituality will assist this shift into a completely new paradigm that triumphs individuality and personal growth as more of us unplug from oppressive mental matrix of capitalism. So where it's been all about the individual, 
the I, 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 me, me, me. We're going to come into, remember, the age of Aquarius is about we, the people. It is experiencing our individuality through the unity of the whole, through the group. That's what we're talking about. And so as we unplug for thing, unplug from things that um, earthbound, tangible, meaning um, capitalism, it, it, there's a tangibility about it. And we seek or we experience a higher octave. We're going to expand. The more we expand, the deeper the roots. And the less we are clinging to external things that validate or confirm because we're realizing them from the inside out. Higher octave. She goes on to say, still, we must stay aware that for a brand new uh, epic to be birthed, the old structures will simultaneously continue their process of collapsing as they have been since 2021. With its thorough touch, Master Teacher Saturn continues this process as it remains in Pisces, being assisted by Jupiter in the spring and fall. The worlds of media and commerce in particular are set to change and evolve as Jupiter enters Gemini in May. So there's this whole thing about, remember we had talked about, it's going from fixed to fluid, from earth to air. And all of this, Aquarius, air, Gemini, air, there's a lot of fluidity, there's a lot of movement, and there's going to be a lot of inward um, movement and expansion. Um, and welcome, Olivia. Uh, Ava, is, Ava is saying that sounds wonderful. So she's speaking to something earlier. So she continues, let me wrap up the, this forward prediction. But before this shift, Jupiter has an epic, meaning big, meeting with Uranus in Taurus. That's where Uranus is right now, in Taurus, which is bound to enliven the financial and real estate markets in the early spring. According to mundane astrologer Jessica Adams, this combination could see some countries introduce universal basic income, a real estate buyer's market, and huge personal profits for some. So we're talking to see the, this universal basic income that, in, that the whole were only as powerful as the weak among us. So there's this whole thing of how you rise, you know, you rise the entirety of the whole. And then a buyer's market would indicate potentially that there's a collapse of it and then it re renews. At a personal level, the cardinal signs wrap up a 15-year cycle, and cardinal is visionary. It's the ideal. It's the visionary leader in, the, in, the, in astrology, in the zodiac. So the cardinal signs wrap up a 15-year cycle of transformation as Pluto ends its transit in Capricorn. Remember, he's tidying up. We're bringing to light everything. As of 124-24, Pluto officially moves into Aquarius for the next 20-plus years, and that the equivalent of that hasn't happened in 246 years. Industrial Revolution, American and French Revolutions, all of this advancement. Um, the mutable signs are set to experience a few wake-up calls as the planet of illusion begins its retrograde at the critical degree of Pisces. 
Collectively, we all continue the work we began in the summer of 2023 as the lunar nodes of destiny in Aries and Libra continue to end toxic and codependent relationships. So there's a continuation to cleanse, purify, release the old because we're emptying the vessel. We're making space for the new. Luckily, we get the hardest part of the year out of the way by doing deep and personal growth between January and April. During these months, the nodes activate Chiron, the wounded healer, so Chiron in Aries, following up on a journey that we first walked at the end, I'm uh, sorry, at the beginning of 2023. Through spiritual, energetic, or psychological work, we heal the area of your chart ruled by Aries, and you can make 2024 a huge success. So there's this whole aspect. So this is advancing where there's a whole new era, a whole new epic, meaning time period that is upon us. So in the allow me to tell you a story, the unseen, the great father is saying, look forward so that you understand what's happening now. And that's in essence to be prepared, to be readied so that we're always looking at what's happening as we advance. We look in the present to see what's happening in the future. So I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but it's not. So let us now move to the, this is by Yoga Journal. And because coming up on Friday is a, what's called a Mercury Kazemi. And it's where, and a Kazemi literally means in the heart of the sun. And the sun representing the father, the great, our life force. And so this is from, uh, it's Jordan uh, Mary from Yoga Journal. And she says, after a week of vast movements, she's talking about the eclipse energies that we're experiencing. We're right in the middle of them. Uh, We had the first one on the 14th. The next one's on the 28th of October. After a week of vast movements, and our initiation into eclipse season. The days come to seem to offer opportunities to integrate and unravel all that was brought into our awareness under the solar eclipse. That was on the 14th of solar. The lunar eclipse is on the 28th. It's a time to process deep within our awareness. When the sun comes together with a planet in the sky, it is known as a Kazemi, a term which comes from the Arabic word meaning in the heart of the sun. A Kazemi is a moment that brings evolution and renewal to the themes of whichever planet is aligning with the sun. On Friday, October 20, 2023, Mercury steps into the spotlight as it comes into the heart of the sun. And Mercury is going to be very, very uh, prominent in all of this week's energies and so forth. The sun represents our consciousness, awareness, spirit, and self-identity. Mercury represents our minds mental processing, learning, and perception. And the recent solar eclipse in which the sun and moon came together in Libra offers the potential for insights and clarity around the self. This is all about purifying the vessel, emptying the vessel, releasing what no longer serves you, making room and space, readying yourself to be ready. This meeting, and and I want to, they're just stopping me for a second to say, and don't, it's not, nothing is um, monumental, insurmountable, overwhelmed. Don't let any of those energies, because the energies themselves are very, uh, 
I don't know about all of you, but there, I've had two days so far where I'm just like, whew, you know, everything's fine, air quotes fine, and yet it's it's as if you feel like a cat stuck on the ceiling. Um, and then it's back to, you know, like, okay, everything's moving, 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 ching, you're stuck on the ceiling again. And, and a lot of um, energies where people are just exhausted, like you, you can't function, you're just so tired. Um, so it, it's, you can see this kind of melange and mix of these energies. But don't become overwhelmed by, by thinking or believing or telling yourself that you have to hurry up to get somewhere or you've got, you know, like you can't figure out what this all means. Just be And as we always say, listen to your soul, because that's what this message is about. The message is about higher octave. And you're going to see that in the in the paint you a picture in a moment, how the Sabian symbols and another statement paint this picture of when we listen, connected soul source connection, when we listen. There's nothing that's outside of us. There's nothing we need to air quote worry about. We have everything we need. We've got it. So she goes on to say with Yoga Journal, this meeting in the heavens is an invitation to update our mind, update our self-identity, and update our perception of ourselves as well as the world around us. The update, upgrade. Your, this, this theme is throughout everything they, they led me to. Higher calling, higher octave, Higher connection, new age, new, new, higher is the messaging. Um, Mercury will square Pluto. A square in astrology is created by two planets sitting at 90 degrees or three signs away from one another in different elements. And a square is a frictional aspect. As Mercury sits in the air sign of Libra, it forms a square with Pluto in the earth sign of Capricorn. So. Mercury in Libra, air, relationships, balance, um, legal system, harmony, and the way, and Mercury, the way we think, and then Pluto, bringing up the underbelly, bringing up what needs to be seen in Capricorn, Earth, this thing of like it needs to be tangible change. So, this cleaning up, this dismantling, and remember, we can let, th- we can let go of things easily, it's a choice or we can struggle. That's a choice. So uh, squares create friction and tension. They want us to feel the heat and hear the noise so that we look, so that we listen, so that we bring our attention to what they make apparent to us. It's not to bury our head in the sand. It's not to ignore and deny. It's to face it, to look, to look and move through. And to be empowered. It's okay to be afraid, but just be, just know it's for your good, our good. And it will move us forward. Pluto represents the corners of the self waiting to be known, waiting to be accepted, waiting to be integrated. Remember, it's never about killing the shadow. It's not about eradicating the ego mind personality. It's not about eradicating the, the divine masculine, the patriarchal, the Piscean patriarchal, it, it, it is about purifying, harmonizing, balancing, accepting, integrating. It is the farthest depths of the seas and the least known spaces of the subconscious. 
as Mercury. And, and remember, if you watch any of like history or nature channels and so forth, remember the depths to, to we still don't have the ability and the technology to dive to the depths, the greatest depths of the ocean and, and bodies of water. It crushes the, the containers. And yet there's an entire system of life that's unknown to us. Well, this is the same concept. What is hiding Plutonian? What's hiding within us that's waiting, just waiting to be experienced, experienced to be um, integrated, to be realized? It's a, it's a vast mystery, and yet we've yet to tap it all. Um, as Mercury squares this transformative planet on Friday, October 20th, just hours after it forms a Cassini with the sun, so you see they're working in tandem with one another, it asks for our awareness to come into these previously unknown corners of ourselves. There's, and again, this as above, so below. Just keep, it, it's not our mantra this week, but keep as above, so below. That's why there's so much astrology in this week's show, because it's it's important for us to recognize and realize the importance of these planets that we, we take for granted, that represent the heavens above, and they're guiding us, they're symbols for us. And so as above, so below. Um, within this square, there's a cosmic intention to reveal more of ourselves to ourselves to see more of who we are and the parts of us glimmering through the cracks of our own transformation. Remember, this is always an inside job. This is always for us, not to us, for us. Although squares are known for their tension, it is in surrendering to the purpose of the transit that the experience becomes smoother. It is in witnessing that the transit not only sits outside of us, but also represents parts of ourselves wanting to be known, that the occurrence becomes more healing. It's about the integration. It's about how the characters in our play, people, places, things, objects, they're all parts of our play. And they're mirroring back to us so that we, from the inside out, heal, transform, transcend, change. Sun square Pluto, a day after, there's a lot of activity this week. A day after the Kazemi and hours after Mercury and Libra squares Pluto and Capricorn, the sun in Libra comes into its own square with the planet of the underworld. Two powers, two, two brothers, the sun, you know, the heavens, remember, because it's divided into three, the heavens, the waters, the underworld. So these two come they have they come into their own square as the sun shifts into the space where mercury stood hours before it continues the story of illumination and revelation holding space and time for deep transformation of our identity who are you now not who you've told yourself you are not who you've been but in each moment and in, in each moment Keep asking yourself, and especially as we move forward, because remember, these, these um, eclipse energies are going to ripple out for some time, 6, 12, 18 months forward. So the question to ask 
in any given moment, who am I now? And listen. Don't tell yourself who you are. Make space and listen to receive wisdom of who you are. Pluto reminds us that, like nature, we are a journey of movement and always shifting between seasons of birth, becoming, sustaining, releasing, and dying. It's always a cycle. Pluto shows us that transformation is not something living outside of us, but rather that it is us. We are transformation embodied. We are the change we seek. We are the, the miracle we, we desire or we, we are. It's the, it's, the, uh, it's the magician in the tarot. It's the fool in the tarot. We have everything, pure, pure and simple. While the sun represents our sense of self and individual identity, as it comes into a dance with Pluto, we are invited to move through the cycle of transformation and allow ourselves to be reborn anew. And when we look on the world stage and we look in politics and governance and institutions and businesses and everything, you're either stuck in the past, you're stuck in an identity, you're stuck in a way because you don't want it to change, and yet we're the embodiment of change, we're the embodiment of transformation, we're the embodiment of evolution. So the beautiful statement of like, namaste, I bow to the divine in you. That's what namaste means, I bow to the divine in you. Bow to the divine in in you of who you were, person, place, institution, government, Honor that. And then with great reverence and care and respect, release it to make room for the new. To make room for who you are now. She she finishes with your invitation. It is a week of illumination and transformation, integration and renewal. It is a time that asks us to refresh our browser in terms of who we know ourselves to be and to allow ourselves to be reborn again and again and again. It is a moment in time to do so through looking inward and allowing more of ourselves to be revealed to ourselves, to our awareness. It's about becoming. It's so powerful. She concludes with, listen to the voice from within, for it has much to share. Whether this voice is heard through journaling, meditation, yoga, or sitting outdoors, who within you no longer feels aligned? And who is ready to emerge? Powerful, powerful energies. Um, Brigitte's saying, I've been seeing it all unfold. And for me, I understand it. But for others around me and my family, they aren't seeing the bigger picture. And quite frankly, they think I'm crazy and don't care. (laughs) Advice. Remember, to thine own self be true. So we, we literally sit, Brigitte, and this is for everyone. We are all at varying stages of evolution, transformation, transfiguration. 
So stay out of judgment. Don't don't judge yourself. Don't judge others. Simply walk the purity of your path, of your truth, allowing others their their opportunity, their experience. And I and I recognize, I understand. There's a dear friend and colleague you all know, um, Debbie Wilson from Endless Essences. We have this discussion a lot about how we are in, obviously we are not islands unto ourselves and we are in families and relationships and children and work environments and so forth. And thus we are interacting with 8 billion other souls and, and humans on the planet. And, you know, both the, the opportunity and the challenge in that. Simply, they're saying to, the unseen is saying to me, simply walk in faith and grace. Remember, divine patience and grace with self, with others. Because a higher calling is at hand. So just allow them, uh, because we don't have, you don't have to prove anything. The truth speaks for itself. And so allow each person their journey, their experience. And oftentimes, you know, a picture speaks a thousand words. Well, oftentimes simply by divine patience and grace, our example, it will speak to others. Because don't forget, they're in a process of releasing, of surrendering of coming to terms with the unknown, with their fear. We all are doing it. It's just to what degree are we on the on the journey, on the path, and on the comfort of that. Some will say, yes, we, we all experience the fear and the release and the and yet you just kind of it, it's like toning a muscle. It's work it's exercising your soul. You come to a place where you just trust it and you move through it. Well others are still they, they don't even know what you're talking about. So again, the greatest act, aspect here, Brigitte, is to allow the other their soul's journey. It's not easy. Um, and yet, when we stay focused on, our, on ourselves, meaning not, and not, you know, not uh, narcissistic, it's when we stay focused internally, purely, authentically, with humility and grace and surrender. It just speaks for itself. We move, we 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 move, and we lead by example. So next up is Pam Youngins, North Point Journal, and um, there is a beauty in what she's talking about. I'm going to share my screen here with you. This beautiful image of the eclipse, this partial eclipse, and um. She says, we're the eclipse passageway. We are now in that two-week period between eclipses when life takes on a surreal quality and we can feel a drift in time and space. It is as if we have one foot in the past and one in the future while we wait, await the arrival of the second eclipse, the closing event of the current eclipse season, a partial but powerful lunar eclipse full moon on October 28th will hopefully help reinstate a sense of inner cohesion and stabilize our footing as we continue on our evolutionary path. 
Please note that although we usually feel the strongest impact of an eclipse around the date of its occurrence, eclipses actually affect our timeline for at least the next six months until the next set of eclipses occurs. Specifically, there may be events related to the themes of our October eclipses about three months from now. There is that first three months, four months of 2024 from now when the sun has moved 90 degrees, it forms a square angle to the degree of each eclipse. So that's going to happen on January 11th and January 25th of 2024. Finding balance amid controversy. See Brigitte amid controversy. As we move through the coming week, our ability to stay in balance is tested. Issues of fairness and equal treatment arise. People may be especially impulsive and reactive, and it can be hard not to take sides, even if we generally prefer to maintain neutrality. This influence will be strongest from Wednesday through Saturday. Over this four-day period, the Sun and Mercury will align in justice-seeking Libra, and both planets will conjoin the karmic south node. South node represents for humanity what we're releasing. They will oppose controversy-stirring Eris, will be Quincux enigmatic Neptune, and then square catalytic Pluto. See, look at that, just that paragraph. Look at is what's going on. <laughs> As above, so below. Look, so if that's going on upstairs, so to speak, look at what's happening on planet Earth. And we see it all in our headlines. This combination of planetary energies accelerates the news cycle and draws our attention to matters ruled by Libra. Courts of law, trials, litigation, artists and musicians, partnerships and alliances, contracts and negotiations. A wide variety of opinions is offered for us to choose from, compelling us to discern our own truth versus what we may be told is the reality. And so that, again, is speaking to what Brigitte raised. See, there can be this wide variety of opinions and where we are and all of this stuff and what's required of us to simply quiet ourselves, to discern our own truth versus what we may be told, and then go about our business. We don't have to get into confrontation or try to convince someone else or just be. What has been hidden, and you're going to see how the moon, Pluto, and the moon in this chart coming up in the picture that we tell, what has been hidden comes to the surface, a disruptive but necessary process. Evolutionary directive. Since the moon's nodal axis is involved in the dynamics this week, this is a good time to revisit some of the evolutionary directives involved in having the north node in Aries and the south node in Libra. So north node, where humanity is going, south node, what we're releasing. However, while we want to be aiming for the highest expression of that Aries north node, it will it it will it is important to be very self-aware this week with reactionary eris now at the same degrees as the north node some may respond with over the top behaviors so again this is eclipse season which makes full moons look like they're you know like ha, 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 you're not you know it's eclipse season so the energies the transformations the opportunities the reactions you know reactive versus proactive all of this is heightened and it's compelling us. It's an evolutionary directive. So in brief, 
she goes on to talk about these traits. And so she's saying there's traits here about go from codependency, hyper-awareness of others, to independence, self-awareness. From seeing life through others' eyes to trusting your own internal GPS, your own internal instincts. Focusing on external harmony to making internal, internal balance the top priority. From needing exact reciprocity to basing our well-being on our own inner alignment. We don't need someone else to validate us to be okay, to know that we are walking the, the purity and the truth of our path. From the need for external approval and respect to taking risks based on our own knowing. From being indecisive and needing to justify our choices to acting on intuition and not needing to explain or defend. You're right on point, Brigitte. So here we have this same, you can see there's this beautiful astrological picture being painted for all of us. So there's the great father selling saying to us, allow me to tell you a story. So he's, he and the unseen, they've just told us this future present story that's all leading to the dismantling and the releasing, the purging and the purifying of the old. Maintain, walk your path, because there's this higher calling, this higher octave at hand. Next up is paint you a picture. So I'm going to share my um, screen again. Let me bring it up. And we're going to look at the astrological wheel for this Mercury Kazemi. It's for the 20, uh, for Friday. It's based on Friday's chart. And again, here it is. It's the astrological natal chart for Friday. And what you'll see is up here in the top left, you'll see the sun, the symbol for the sun. And right to the left of the sun is Mercury. They sit at 27 degrees Libra. Now, I want to bring up for you um, the Sun-Mercury Sabian symbol. And here it is. A man becoming aware of spiritual forces surrounding and assisting him, her, they. The keynote is the realization at any level of existence that one is never alone and that the, quote, community visible or invisible, is sustaining one's efforts. So we're coming into a greater awareness that our unseen community, we are one with. We are never alone. We are walking and have always walked with our soul source connection, our GPS, and thereby it's talking about every individualized organism is a part of a larger organized whole. Whether or not it is aware of this or of the sustaining power of a whole, a person, however, can deliberately choose to follow the dark path of ego isolation, which sooner or later always leads to destruction and self-loss in, quote, matter, matter, earth, tangible. At the animal level, primal level, animal level, the whole biosphere is the community. For the ordinary human being, it is the tribe or family, the village, the community, the nation, the business, the sports team, however you want to look at it. As the individual expands their consciousness, they may become aware of a spiritual community, even beyond the new sphere, the one mind of humanity, the realm of the pure light of the supermind, 
which is what the concept of the White Lodge suggests. So again, higher octave, higher calling, higher ability to connect, to connect to the unseen. In this fivefold sequence, to the to the person who has uh, who has ever so little transcended the world of conflicts, and for a moment at least experienced the oneness of all existence, this stage should bring the realization of belonging to a greater whole. This produces a state of inner assurance. So it's it's all about aligning with your soul source connection. It's all about realizing we are far more than body and organs and, you know, matter, dense matter. We are spiritual, and this is a journey of supreme enlightenment. That is what this is speaking to. So let me bring this out, clear it really quickly. So then we look at the chart. And we want to come to the to the opposite end, like to the southern end, just to the right. And you will see um, sitting at uh, 27 degrees. Sorry, I'm sorry. Pardon me. It's to the left. So not to the bottom right, to the left, right over by the moon. You'll see Pluto sitting at 27 degrees. So let's look at the Sabian symbol for Pluto. And there it is. And remember this. We had talked about this in last week's show, all of this, the, the birds, and they continue here, a large aviary. An aviary is a, a, like a, uh, an atrium and, and so forth. So the enjoyment of spiritual values by the soul, able to familiarize itself with their implications. Birds symbolize spiritual forces, and the aviary presents us with a picture of these forces of desire or desires contained within a mind Sorry, I gotta move this down and over. Contained within the mind, contained within a mind open to the light of psychic or soul realities. It's contained within a mind open to the light of psychic or soul realities. You gotta be open. You've gotta be open to it. And bringing joy and harmony to the consciousness. The strenuous ascent represented by the preceding scene changes into a picture of familiarity with inspiring experiences. Yet this familiarity may also suggest a lack of spontaneity and of the, and of the thrill of discovery. To use modern terms, the peak experiences have become those of a high plateau, at which level one may lose one's sense of direction at a time. So it's talking about the fact that we can rise to a point where we, we become disoriented. Because again, we knew you know, you, we know what we know. We know the beast, right? We know the Piscean patriarchal era. It's the one we've been in our entire lives. And yet we're moving into a whole new peak experience, into a whole new era. In this sequence of phases, which lead to group mastery of cosmic energies. So it's leading, this is leading us to group mastery of cosmic energies. The youthful effort to reach the summits of cultural and spiritual attainment has settled down into a complex state of inspiration. We've been focused on the ideal. We've been focused on attaining the ideal. We've been focused on climbing and getting there. Now comes the reality of it. A state which at times may bring confusion because of the multiplicity of the voices to which one has become open. So in other words, 
there may be a confusion because this is the Claire audience that we spoke about in last week's show that we're opening to the for, to the capacity of being able to respond to these many inner voices and don't confuse that many like schizophrenia with the mind that's not what this is talking about this is talking about the soul the voices emanating from the soul knowing and how we become finely attuned um, and um, elevated in our ability to connect and hear what is unseen. So last but not least, and this is a little hard, but when you look at the center image, you'll see a blue triangle. And you'll see the, the inner circle with a little X in it and all the numbers of the houses going around the wheel. So when you see that, and I'm going to post this so you can study it, it's a little hard. It's as if when you look straight ahead, flat, you know, like a 1D image or a 2D image, it's like, nope, X mark, nope, that's not the way you enter. When you look at this and you see the triangle, you see that you it's as if it becomes 3D and it's pointing over to the left, it's pointing directly at the moon. And remember, Pam Young and, and ever, they're talking about how the, the nodal axis, the points of the moon, are being triggered in all of this energy. And here's the moon representing what's hidden. She reveals. She reflects light, and she reveals what's hidden. And so we're, we're directed to the moon at seven degrees. And so, and the moon is in Capricorn like Pluto. And so here you say, in a sunlit room, in a sunlit home, domesticated birds sing joyously. Birds, spirit, the unseen, the higher realms. There's all of this information pointing us from the inside out to look up, look up, open up to the golden age and era of Aquarius, of the, of the heavens. The wholesome happiness, which uh, subservience to the ideals and patterns of a well-established culture brings to those who accept them unreservedly. See, again, there's a call to be open. There's a call to receive because it's, it's a subservience, meaning you surrender to your soul. You surrender to the divine. You surrender to your divinity, to your higher octave. You ask your ego, mind, personality to sit in the sidecar, <laughs> to be in alignment or in service to the higher octave, the soul. Um, because it's well-established culture, these patterns in the well so established culture brings to those who accept them unreservedly. And it doesn't mean be foolish or blind or anything. It means to connect, to really connect with your soul and then watch, watch the magic and the miracles. Because now you're exercising your soul. You're one with it. In various ways, this section of the cyclic process brings to us images glorifying the power and benefits which a steady and well-integrated society brings to its members. Saturn rules Capricorn. Saturn was the ruler of the Golden Age before he became a symbol of binding limitations. 
So it's like, you know, we had it all. We get put on lockdown. We're returning. And the, and the, with the understanding that we will be wiser. It doesn't look like it right now. I understand that. However, we will be. Um, so he, she, they who accepts willingly, or even better, takes for granted the value of these limitations can lead a serene and happy existence, whatever their social status. So in other words, it doesn't matter where you are in life, uh, you know, on the food chain and everything. One who accepts willingly, or even better, takes for granted the value of these limitations, meaning they're imposed for a reason so that we'll, we'll turn inward and connect. And then all of a sudden, a happy existence, whatever the status. And that's true. When you, when you experience it, what this, is, what this Sabian symbol is speaking to brings perf- makes perfect sense. So at this sequence, it suggests to us how we can enjoy our life condition by allowing the spiritual values it embodies to fill our consciousness. Spiritual values embodying to fill our consciousness, not ego, mind, personality, but the soul, the spirit. In every condition provided by a healthy culture, which hardly refers to our present chaotic world, human beings can find enjoyment in the roles they are born to play. And look at how many times people will say, oh, I can't do what I was born to do, or I can't make a living at what I was born to do, because the ego mind personality is telling them, no, that's not safe, that's not okay. And yet the soul, the divine, has an entire plan for us to experience exactly that. But we we abandon it. Because that requires a higher consciousness, a higher value, a higher trust. We have to trust our soul source connection. Trust the divine. So in this, that is... Um, and again, this whole piece, and let me bring in this one, this is where dead reckoning comes in. And it's really quite the phrase dead reckoning. And it's interesting, it's the last, um, it's the title of the last uh, Mission Impossible um, installations, movies. But it's also what it means. So dead reckoning. In navigation, dead reckoning Dead reckoning is the process of calculating the current position of a moving object by using a previously determined position or fix and incorporating estimates of speed, heading, or direction or course and elapsed time. The corresponding term in biology to describe the process by which animals update their estimates of position or heading is path integration. Dead reckoning is saying it's it's a means by which we calculate our movements, our direction, where we're going. But it's based on our current position of a moving object. We, life, is all moving, all changing. We are all moving, all changing. By using a previously determined position. So we're doing something based on who we think we are. 
or what we think our experience is, or it's something to do with the past. And yet we're trying to navigate moving forward, which is unknown, which is new, ever moving and changing by this dead reckoning, this process of calculating the current position of a moving object by using a previously determined position. Who are you now? Who you were is over. It's back there. doesn't mean it's not purposeful. It just means that it's something that's past us. Dead reckoning is a subject, is subject, pardon me, dead reckoning is subject to cumulative errors. One after the other after the other. It's subject to cumulative errors. Advances in navigational aids that give accurate information on position, in particular satellite navigation using the global positioning system, have made simple dead reckoning by humans obsolete for most purposes. Now think about that in terms of, now apply this, these navigational aids, so dead reckoning, the, the way that this operates or did operate, is subject to cumulative errors. If we're making decisions in the present for where we're going in the future, based on who we are in the past, we're subject to cumulative errors. Advances in navigational aids that give accurate information on position, in particular satellite navigation using global positioning GPS, global positioning system. I change global to God. God positioning system. Soul source connection. Satellite navigation. Soul source connection. God positioning system. These navigational aids have made simple dead reckoning by humans obsolete for most purposes. It's a story to say we have we have it. It's here. We're just not using it. And it renders the cumulative errors and the human errors obsolete when we do use it. So use it. <laughs> um, and it speaks to errors. It says, while dead reckoning can give the best available information on the present position with little math or analysis, it is subject to significant errors of approximation. See, the ego mind personality, it's, it's trying to figure out all of, this, all of the approximations. The soul just says, go that way. It's over there. And the only thing that we're required to do, the only thing, it's a big thing. Trust. Listen. Trust. Connect. Go as guided. Because otherwise we're in our ego mind personality. We're in our head. And that can cause cumulative errors. And that is of the old. I mean, it's, it's of the old in the sense that we've, we've, it's like they're saying to me, we've terminated the connection. All we have to do is turn it on. Power it up. Utilize it. That's what this dead reckoning message is all about. I'm going to post that as well in the, in the show thread afterwards because it's a, it's, it's a good, it's a great read. Um, as we move on, because we're getting really close on time, 
So that was paint you a picture and then sing you a song. And it's the Partridge family theme. And the theme of the song, the title of the song is, Come on, get happy. Hello world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. We had a dream we'd go traveling together. We'd spread a little loving, then we'd keep moving on. Something always happens whenever we're together. We get a happy feeling when we're singing along. Traveling along, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. So the unseen spirit source symphony, they are saying, hello world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Connect, listen. And then it's the Partridge family. And they drew me to the word partridge, a bird. Biblically, they are known because they only exist about four or five places around the, the globe. In this instance, biblically, they are known as Cone, Q-O-N-E, and it is a Palestine partridge. And there is a reference to it. It is Jeremiah 17. Today, 10-18-2023 becomes a 17. So I'm going to read to you Jeremiah 17. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every person, man, according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. As a partridge that broods but does not hatch, so is he who gets riches, but not by right. It will leave him in the midst of his days, and at his end he will be a fool. There's a beauty in this message that says, when you go about doing things illicitly, it is like the partridge who steals the eggs of other nests. And evidently, those stolen eggs never hatch. And thereby, the riches that someone receives but not by right, not not authentically, not purely. So again, person, place, government, institution, business, illicit behavior, illicit riches will leave you in the midst of your days. And at the end, you will be a fool. And so it's like, there's a message here again of look to the, look, Look to the past, see what you're doing, so as to course correct in the present moment now. Make the choice now to change, so as to not be a fool in the sense that you thought you were going to get away with it, because the world is showing us the the current energies. Remember, they were talking about the news and media and so forth, how rapidly it brings to bear these um, judgments. And judgments just, you know, what's the what's the what's the energy of what you did? So that's there. Um the second thing they said was, Hark the Herald Angel sings, Hallowed be thy name. So 
we had Hark, one of the shows was Hark the Herald Angels Sing. A herald angel is an, an intermediary between God and mankind that relates important news to humanity about upcoming events. So Hark the Herald Angel Sings, and what they're singing, what the herald angel sings is, Hallowed be thy name. And then I heard, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, as above, so below. So this whole aspect, and I'm not, again, I'm not speaking from any religious, um, this is spiritual for me, the way it comes to me. So this for me is saying, this herald angel is going to sing about, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed is to be pure, divine, to be um, blameless. It doesn't mean perfect. It just means, remember, the, the whole thing is about knowing that we have everything we need. And so are we consciously do no harm? Because if we're harming, it's a fool's errand. It's not going to fly anymore. It may look that way, but it's not. You can see it. It's, it's all crumbling. Um, the third thing they said was um, divine intervention. Prepare. Be prepared. And I asked, okay, well, what does that mean? Prepare. So divine intervention. Prepare. Be prepared. What does that mean? And they said, a readiness to receive. Be open. Empty your vessel. Love. Receive. So to be prepared. Prepare and to be prepared is a readiness to receive. If there's no space within you, if there's no space for the new, if there's no space for you to receive, you're not ready. You're not open to it. That's the moral of that story. Lastly, number four, they said, seeing is believing. Blessed, and then this comes from uh, Master Jesus, uh, when he had arisen, Thomas, the Apostle Thomas, was absent. The others told him about the return of Master Jesus, and he didn't believe it, which is why he's known as Doubting Thomas. So they're saying here, seeing is believing. And then Master Jesus said to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So it is a beautiful aspect here to remember Seeing, believing in the unseen, it's about believing first. It's about opening ourselves to it. And then you'll have your experiences, your affirmations, confirmations, your experiences with it, which prove out meaning, oh, I've seen it because I know it exists. It's occurred. That's what they're talking about here. And last but not least, it was number five, and it's a proverb. And it's all good things must come to an end. That's the proverb. What they're saying, though, is they said, all good things must come to an end. It's what comes next that matters most. And then I saw the image of the Wheel of Fortune and the World Card, meaning, so all the good, all the greatness, the good and everything of the Piscean patriarchal era, 2,000, two, three, four hundred years, all good things must come to an end. It comes to a conclusion. It comes to an end. And then they're saying it's what comes next that matters most. 
because it's yet to be revealed and it's new. And thereby, we receive that um, when we're ready, when we're open to receive it as the Sabian symbols are speaking to us. All of this is speaking. That's what's taking place here. I just want to bring up, I'm mindful of the time, so I just want to bring up so that you'll see these all again. I'm going to run through them very quickly. Our main theme, divine patience and grace, a higher calling at hand. Our mantra, my soul knows the way. Just keep saying to yourself, my soul knows the way. And then empty your vessel, make space, open, open to the divine, open to your soul. Um, I'm going to post the main energies. Here they are. We have, again, double tens. And look at, you know, it culminates in the 17. Follow, show by example. And this beautiful piece of, and the one in the seven become an eight. And, and notice as well, 18, seven, 17, eight. So these sevens and eights, the ones, it's all about uniting, unite, coming together. 2024 is an eight year coming together, meaning from the inside out, from the individual to the collective, uniting, coming together. Our astro influences, the ripple effect. These energies of the, of the eclipse and everything, they are powerful. They are going to ripple out, and it's the ripple effect of these energies. Um, beautiful quote. A man will be imprisoned in a room with a door that is unlocked and opens inwards as long as it does not occur to him, her, they, to pull rather than push. This is a quote from Ludwig Wittgenstein. And the point is, see, it's a self-imposed prison because we don't stop to realize, oh, the door opens inwardly. Oh, it's through the inside that I liberate myself. I free myself. So you'll remain imprisoned until you realize, pull, don't push. We have the second quote, which is, Realness is self-completing, and the way is self-directing. And look at the beautiful human looking upwards to the Milky Way, our, our most prominent um, in the heavens aspect, guiding our way, representing the milk from the mother, the divine mother, the divine feminine, the song, Proud Mary. This whole thing, we're going to do it nice and easy until it's like, and then we're going to ramp it up. <laughs> um, this beautiful image of dead reckoning. It's about divine patience and grace, a higher calling at hand in the, in the center, as above, so below. Dead reckoning, coming to be real. This is about like, you know, coming soon, or this is about coming to be real. All of these things being real, authentic, pure, reality. They're coming to be real. That is a very long and involved show, So, and yet one of the most powerful. And I am so grateful for all of you bearing with me and being here with your comments. I'm sorry I didn't get to all of them. I will address them uh, respectively in the show comments. Um, it's a powerful, 
powerful time. And I will leave you with, with this. Nurture yourselves from the inside out. Trust yourselves from the inside out. And know that in unity with the unseen, there isn't a greater aspect that has your back than the unseen. So go forth and conquer with that wisdom and and that um, assistance and that mindset. It's not outside of us. It's not matter, M-A-T-T-E-R. It's not, it's, it's what's within us that matters. It's what comes next that matters most. I love you all. Thank you so much for your grace and your patience in this elongated uh, episode. And I look forward to seeing all of you next week on this continued journey as we approach the final eclipse of October. Much love to all. Be well. You've been listening to Dear James Live. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.